0: CJSR, your homegrown source for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer news, culture, stories, and events from Edmonton and beyond. Hey there. Hi. You made it, JD, just on time. Like One second ago. <laughs> uh, this is your last show for a month. It's it is sad. so. This, be, this is my like greatest hits episode, right? Well, you're going to be back in a month, right? <laughs> <laughs> unless, yeah. unless Europe just takes you away. Yeah, yeah. Unless which I it, stay there. Which it very, very, it could, it could do that.
1: Well, maybe next show we'll just do like. Well, my next show it'll be all international. Are you checking out like any scenes there? I don't know. Any I don't know neighborhoods, the, gay neighborhoods? I'm not going to be in big cities oh, other okay. than Brussels, which I'm sure they would have a gay neighborhood. Uh, I'm sure they do because of all those intern, well, all the international <laughs> the, the bureaucrats from across Europe who all oh, meet. they definitely oh, yeah. would. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially if you're like there for two weeks of work and you're from some countries where you can't. <laughs> they don't have gay bars. <laughs>
0: All right, well, we'll look for um, some European correspondence. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. The discussion topic I was going to spring on you. We can just go right into it. Sure. At the beginning of the show. Surprise me. Um, If you read the email that I sent you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So I feel like we've talked about this, you know, as friends before and my experience is quite obvious when I tell you what the topic actually is
1: I read this thing yeah
0: okay so you you so the idea of whether in our community there still exists the need for um, or like or the sort of regulation of appearing queer like whether that's necessary anymore whether you need to like you know appear to be butch as a woman or a feminine or whatever the markers are as a gay man in order to be part of the community like, I present as quite, <laughs> I think it's fair to say, like, dykey or butch looking, so I instantly am read as gay. And that's, that, that's, like, part of my expression, but it also serves me well, because I can be like, hey, you know, going out there in the world. You
1: can look at, if, if a woman has a haircut like Justin Bieber, then... Yeah, and I did for a while. I had this... I know swoop. you did. Yep. I've just
0: followed his haircuts. Yes. And now his is very shaggy, and I'm, mine is too. But, but that's, that's, a, that's a way to
1: tell. That was a mistake. Yeah. I think it's different for gay men now because you used to be able to tell. I could tell. But then this whole metrosexual thing just ruined everything. Right. When straight guys started caring about how they looked (laughs) and, like, you know, getting, having nice clothes or, you know, the things that you used to, you know, separate out gay men. Expensive clothes, plucked eyebrows, manicures. I mean, I never did any of those things, but... Well, that's it. Like... But now the straight guys are doing it, as you can't tell. So that's and a lot of gay guys... I mean, well, there's also different ways... You Not Not all gay guys look the same, right? They don't mm-hmm. all present as feminine-looking layers. I mean, a lot of gay men who have shaved heads and big beards. <laughs> For example. For example, <laughs> 50% of the room.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but there's, so there's that's, a lot that's of the way guys. that
0: you, like, use... You're saying, like, that... No, that, that's I don't a, but think you so.
1: But back there's in the a day... There's a lot of straight guys look at like that, too. Because all the hipsters, right? Absolutely. So you can't tell anymore. But, yeah. Is that frustrating, or are you like that should be is the way a little It is a little frustrating, but you don't need to. It's not like it's not like way back in the 1980s where you had to like <laughs> way back in the 1980s yeah. where you had to go up to people like and, you know in the gay book section of the bookstore and like try to guess whether they're gay or not so you could appro- know whether to approach them or not. Right. But we would now. Use, now you just have an app. You just turn your phone on, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's gay, <laughs> and he's like ten feet away from me. Yeah, so you don't need to present either way. You got the app. That's fair. Were you?
0: And you don't have to answer these questions. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you <laughs> for that for the permission not to discuss my private life after I asked you all these questions on the radio. But like you, you have a shaved head and a beard. So are you? No, red I as gay, or no,
1: like I, I started losing my also, hair when I was eighteen. Right. So that's... I mean, most guys who are that bald... I don't... I think they should shave their heads. I don't want to look at my father with the fringe. <laughs> or like any world leaders. That's true. There's a lot of guys with beards, right? Because of all the bears. But I don't identify as a bear. But there are guys who do grow beards to fit into that community. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that everyone who has a beard is gay or a bear. <laughs> you just can't tell anymore.
0: No, I think that's fair. And, I like, you're right, that it was used as markers, like, back in the day. Um, and there's always, obviously, been, like, femme, lesbian
1: um, I different identifying for women.
0: women. How is it different for women?
1: I don't know, because there's, you got, like, one set of haircuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for, like, people who want to identify as butch, there's maybe one set of haircut that is, like... Popular at a time, but there's also like many butch women wear many different kinds of haircuts. Within, I don't know. it's not all like what kidding. I wear. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need more lesbian friends, I guess. Yeah,
0: there's like swoops and spikes and like asymmetrical was was, they're, was in. They're it's all basically whatever Tegan yeah, and Sarah wear. Yeah, or Justin yeah, still, Bieber. Yeah, or Justin Bieber. Ellen's hair hasn't changed very much. Nope. Um, but no, that is interesting. Because like it used to be also like handkerchief codes that we had.
1: Women didn't. They, no, we didn't. No. Well, no, women did a little no, bit, I think. No, they did not. But, you, a, but
0: gay men gay had like thing. the elaborate handkerchief yes. codes. Where it was like every was kind only, of preference you could possibly have.
1: Yes, but that was really just for like, I'd say, really for the, like, the fetish or the leather community that, that it went that far. Your average gay man wasn't doing the hanky code. You don't think, Yeah. I don't think to to that extent. Well, no, because like you get into it, and it's like yellow, yes. and the way it's textured. Oh, there's into your pants there's and, and like, there's light and dark and yeah. left and right, and we don't need to get into all that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can reveal. I know, the I extent could, of my Google knowledge the of the hanky code. Yeah, yeah, everybody can look it up. Yes, yeah. it's a part of our history. We should have a heritage moment about it. We really should, like a Canadian heritage yeah, moment yeah, about the, the hanky code. code. Although yeah. I think it's probably American. I'm sure it came out. Of New but New you're York. saying
0: you don't think, like in gay
1: communities, that it was standard. No. Because how, how would it have been transmitted? There was no internet. So how would that have all been transmitted uh, to other cities or even within a community? If you were like a 18-year-old uh, gay person coming out, how would you even know what the Hanky Code is? Well, it might be like everything where you just learn it by being in the community. It's a very yeah. thing. So, so it's still going to be an insular thing. I don't think... Th-
0: Oh, certainly. Like so that people know. So it was, it was yeah. A
1: sub, yeah. So again, it was a subset of the gay community okay. who might be using the hanky code. If you were a gay man who's like you know at risk of losing your job, you're not gonna be having a bright red hanky hanging out of your back pocket when you're at work <laughs> at the bank.
0: <laughs> Always at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a question though. This is related because I feel like like there are there are privileges. And sort of exclusions from either falling into a stereotype or not, right? So, like, the privileges that I experience are I'm immediately identifiable to people who care. Yeah. The exclusion is that I'm immediately identifiable to people who care, who, like, seek to, you know, make me feel weird. But also do, like, I found, like, like, as a butch woman that if I see another butch woman in the street, like, we make eye contact and it's like a nod, like we're in the same
1: club. And Does then, that happen to you guys? And then you exchange names and <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: you go out and It is, like, the degree of, like, am I into... Yeah. I but honestly no, it's, think it's, the app has killed that. Like, even with gay men, you don't think, like, in the street there's a moment of eye contact,
1: whether or not you're attracted to them, just to be like, we're in the club. Yeah, but it might be actually... I don't know. If there is, it might probably be negative, right? Be like... Like when, between like, like, like when two, when two dogs <laughs> pass each other and they're like, you know, that dog's in my turf or he's going to steal my bone. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think there's, I don't sense of how that feeling of solidarity. Really? It's, it's I think, if there's, if there's a knowing glance exchange, it's like, like, yeah, I know you're gay. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm
0: really glad I, I asked you because I had no clue. That it was just like, I do feel, yeah, like among butch or dikey women that... There is that moment of, like, we're both in the club. Like, if you, I've well, heard you like, when you ride a motorcycle that you all give each other the peace sign.
1: This kind of thing. I think that people's gaydar has gone rusty. At least mine has. And probably all. Because we just rely on the app. Hmm. That There's is, no point. I remember, like, looking at guys and trying to... And I remember back in the 90s, before there were metr- metrosexuals and hipsters, I can remember that there was a certain way to... to Signal when you were, I mean, the way you would dress and act. Mm -hmm. Um, I can remember in my undergrad, you know, having to guess at who was gay and who wasn't just by looking at them. Right. You know, back then it was like tight black turtlenecks, (laughs) Buddy Holly glasses, very short hair. That was like the Manitoba. That was, yeah, that was Manitoba (laughs) in the uh, late 90s so they were like trying to look like beat neck poets uh, what were. do you call those shoulder bags uh, messenger bags yeah now straight people can use messenger <laughs> bags but back then and wear turtlenecks and bucky yeah. holly and glasses and fistic glasses like yeah, well, yeah. Back, back in the 90's only gay men could wear those now anybody can and it's ruined it because <laughs> I don't know I don't know I mean you keep using the butch haircut or short haircut as a, as a signifier what is a signifier for a gay man now I mean short of dressing in drag
0: I don't know that would be my question to you because it's not just like obviously a lot of women have short haircuts and they're not queer you know but Mm -hmm. there is but you can also tell just by looking at someone when you make that eye contact that you're like oh you're not you're not a straight woman with a short haircut
1: because if you look at a I mean it doesn't matter how they look if you look at a guy like you know you're in a bathroom and you make eye contact if he doesn't you know give you a dirty look like what what are you doing looking at me Yeah, then he's probably gay Okay. Right. <laughs> like, That's a most straight guys avoid eye contact in the bathroom. Right. So, but wh- it's like, why bother doing that anymore? It's not like I have to like try to meet somebody in a bathroom in the hopes of going into a stall and having, you know, mm-hmm. I can use an app. <laughs> <laughs> There's an app for that. There is. It's. it's <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean it's the, just
0: different. Yeah, and I yeah. wonder because, like, I, I mean, like, the apps aren't as prevalent for queer women or queer, like, femme-identified people who are interested in
1: dating. No, and I imagine there's probably a lot of female-identified people. But yeah, so yeah. what you're saying is that the, the, f- all female dating apps are not. Not the same.
0: I don't even know which ones they are. Like, quite frankly, I I don't know. I mean, it would be... What's the opposite of
1: scruff? Uh, Let's (laughs) say it's also scruff.
0: (laughs) Well, not just that. Like, there's there's subsets of gay male dating apps. I don't even know if there's, like, a prevalent or well-used... Exclusively queer female app that is working well in Canada that people go to. I think queer women might just go on Tinder or something like that. Maybe that is a huge difference that, like, within Edmonton, a city that's thought to have, like, you know, a sizable but, like, relatively small gay population, that there are, like, subsets of gay apps. Like, not just, like, general gay, but there's, like, do you like sports, are you whatever, that are actually functional, that there's enough people on them that you can meet people, which then, to go full circle, might get rid of this whole, like, in-person interaction in which you give each other eye contact, and you're like... Yep, that's dead. Dead. Just declared
1: dead. That is sad, though, don't you think? (sighs) I don't miss it. Really? Like well, guess it's, the yeah. furtive glances the th- uh, hoping, oh, I hope he's not straight and beats the crap out of me, the wasting who knows how long trying to figure out if we're straight or not, um yeah i don't miss I don't miss that that's fair, yeah, and we so said we can't signal the way we used to either, so.
0: No, that's totally true. It's, and like yeah. I said, like I know that it's it's a privilege for like certain like lesbians that look a certain way. And I've heard from a lot of friends and so on that like if they're femme looking, that they're just automatically excluded and assumed to be straight. And that can be very isolating too. Yeah, if yeah. you're a queer person and you're you know assumed to be straight all the time, that you're not part of that that like wink eye contact. Don't people?
1: Yeah, but a lot of queer people wish that they like, in, enjoy being assumed to be straight.
0: Yeah, there are some. But I think there's also some who are like, no, I want that community and acknowledgement. And, you know, I might only be able to be seen as queer if I'm like with somebody else that, you know, people read as my partner in whatever way.
1: Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, that was, well uh, that was a good pop culture segment. <laughs> <laughs> how
0: did this wait, How did this come up? It was just in an article I, I was, I was reading that was posted. Thank you. Um, in uh, Colorado Springs Independent. And it was written by Mallory Everhart, and uh, the title is "The Queer: the, so the Quest to Look Queer Enough Confuses Identity and Expression." Oh, we analyzed that. We did. I didn't even read the article, but I mean, I didn't <laughs> read the article aloud. It's a good right article. Now. Read it. No, I didn't read it aloud right now, but. Um, oh, it's too many. You didn't read it at all. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, thank you, Colorado Springs Independent. Yep. Check it out. There you go.
1: Have you paid your mind any mind this month? CJSR wants to pay as much attention to your mental health as you do your physical health. Phone the Canadian Mental Health Association at 780-414-6300 to be connected to the resources and services offered by the CMHA. To find out more, visit cmha.ca. Healthy Mind, Healthy You.
0: It's time for your Spoonful of Queer Alphabet Soup, and today we're defining chosen families. The circle of friends, partners, companions, and perhaps ex-partners, with which many LGBTQ people surround themselves. This group gives the support, validation, and sense of belonging that is often unavailable from the person's family of origin.
1: It's your time
0: Don't ever ever change your mind Cause you're mine This is Vivek Shreya,
1: author of Even This Page is White inside. and She of the Mountains and one half of the All music duo to Attached You're listening to Gay Wire on CJSR I'm never gonna hide you Never gonna fight you again
0: not for any man. Hey there, we're Gaywire. Hey, we're back. With actual Canadian news. So it's back when the uh, Trudeau government made their apology for the purging of federal employees in the military, RCMP and civil service uh, for a cool... 30 to 40 years because they were gay or lesbian or suspected to be to be so uh, we were questioning like what is the compensation actually going to be looking like so it was announced this week that the Canadian government and members of the military and other federal agencies affected by the gay purge have reached a proposed settlement in a class action suit which was launched in late 2016 so the proposed settlement requires approval by the federal court before any money is paid out to the affected members of the Canadian Armed Forces the RCMP and the employees of the federal federal public service Um, but it is expected that several thousand people who are investigated sanctioned and sometimes fired between 1955 and 1996 uh, will be eligible for financial compensation so an agreement in principle in the court action emerged last november 24th just days before the uh, apology that we discussed um the apology comes with $145 million, which includes $110 million for compensation for these civil servants whose careers were sidelined. And there will be uh, $15 million for historical reconciliation and educational and memorialization efforts. So the federal court will hear submissions about the approval of the proposed settlement on June 18 and 19 in Ottawa. So we'll have more information, but it's looking like
1: yeah, a settlement asked, has been reached. They asked for $600 million. And they're getting
0: 145. Yeah, but I guess that's probably. Well, 110, actually. They're getting 110. You ask for a lot (laughs) and then settle. That's how negotiations function. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, and at the time, too, you brought up, I mean, you brought up the. And obviously, all these things have to go through like a process of then, you know, who gets it, how much do they get, how do you judge that, all
1: those sorts of things. But, Yeah. yeah. So the lawyers will get. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, and the lawyers will probably get $600 million as they adjudicate all those. Uh, so, t- t- related to that, mm-hmm. uh, because the government apologized to, um, or said that they will expunge the records of people found guilty of three offenses, which were offenses, they're not offenses anymore, mm-hmm. gross indecency, buggery, and anal intercourse. So, if you have been found guilty of those one of those one or more of those three you can have that record expunged get get taken off your criminal record which would well it, help with jobs job searches or just you wouldn't have a criminal record which mm-hmm. I think is the idea behind that but as reported I'm um, reading a story from CBC News by Kathleen Harris there are people, uh, including senators, asking that, that the bill that will uh, expunge records be expanded to include people who were found guilty uh, of being in a body house. Right. B-A-W-D-Y. Not B-O-D-Y. Yeah. Which was a ba- basically a bathhouse raid. So up until the 90s, mm-hmm. the government was still, well, local police forces were still raiding but in the 80s and 90s, well, even before that, if you were even found in the bathhouse, even if you weren't doing anything, if you were just sitting there, you'd be arrested, your name would be put in the newspaper, and then you'd be outed. You could lose your job, lose your family. So, And that was a common tactic up until the 90s, was to shame all these mostly gay men. Mm-hmm by finding them in the bathhouse and then putting their name in the newspaper. And so often they wouldn't even end up being charged, but a lot of them, because the damage is already done once your name's in the paper, but a lot of them would be charged and have criminal records from that. So uh, conservative senators want the bill, which is going to expunge records, to be expanded to include body houses. I know. I was was shocked at conservative Senator Selma... Uh, Jan asked the Prime Minister um, asked why the Prime Minister mentioned body houses in his apology in the House of Commons but had left them out of the bill
0: that is really like I mean it's I don't, amazing to I don't know it, who that it's
1: coming from that person yeah I don't know maybe she is a I don't know anything about this senator
0: yeah
1: I mean I have railed against the Senate before on this show and I'll do it again we don't know who these people are <laughs> And there was no way of getting rid of them. Even Uh, when they bring up something that is Well, imagine if you're Stephen Harper and you appointed this senator, uh, and she turns out to be um, good to queer people. I mean, he's probably unhappy and wants her kicked out of the Senate, but you can't kick people out of the (laughs) Senate. So um, there's no justice. Uh, what else? Uh, so the government is saying, okay, well, the bill is open-ended, so we can always uh, do more of those things later. But, uh, yeah, there's also an independent senator, Rene Cormier, who sponsored the bill in the Senate, and said it's a step in the right direction. But added the body house exclusion is a flaw. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Senate amends it to include uh, getting rid of the records of... People who were found in a body house, um, or a bath house. I mean, they weren't—they weren't body houses, but yeah, they were
0: charged under those laws, but they weren't. Yeah, yeah. they weren't body houses. Thing with dance music—it's such an experience of freedom. That's about the whole journey you can take someone on.
1: What We Started is the latest entry in Metro Cinema's Music Doc series, sponsored by CJSR, Blackbird Music, and Steam Whistle. Through an artfully crafted narrative and stunning visual techniques, What We Started delves into the highly popular world of electronic dance music, providing backdoor access to a widely misunderstood, self-driven, and well-insulated industry on its way to global domination music docs presents what we started tuesday may 1st at 7 p.m with a live dj set by bry ayahuasca prior to the film at 6 20 p.m metro cinema at the Garno theater can be found at 8712 109th street to learn more about this film music docs or to check out the rest of metro cinema's programming visit metrocinema.org
0: Sled Island Music and Arts Festival returns to Calgary from June 20th to 24th, 2018. Discover over 250 bands, comedy, film, and art in more than 30 venues across the city. This year's festival features guest curator Deerhoof, experimental indie pop titan Dirty Projectors, veteran psychedelic act the Flaming Lips, Base wielding funk warrior Thundercat, and many more. Visit SledIsland.com for details, travel deals, and to get your festival pass. Hey, we're back with Gaywire on CJSR. Hello. Uh, So before we get to your topic, I just wanted to mention uh, that there was the sweetest pride parade that took place uh, a couple weeks ago in Inuvik in the Northwest Territories and it was their first Pride Parade. Um, people came out of all ages. Their performances, a barbecue, and speeches. And it was minus 24 degrees but a hundred people came out to take part in the street celeva- celebration and the first parade. Um, politicians, firefighters, families came out, bundled up, and marched through the downtown street. I won't say streets, I think it might be street. Um... One organizer um, said it was a great day to be gay. Um, organizers said they found really no pushback um, from the community, and it was all very welcoming. Um, people gathered at a school afterward for speeches, for speeches, and performances. Uh, so there you go. That just sounds cool. nice. Yeah.
1: So what do you get? Um, well, you sent this article to me. Mm-hmm. But you sent it because of, is there a gay bar closing somewhere?
0: Yeah, there's another another gay bar, Odyssey, is closing in Vancouver.
1: Oh, okay. Had you been there? I haven't. I think I've only been to like one gay bar in Vancouver. I really need to broaden my. I don't think I've been to any gay bar. They had a few last time I was there. Yeah. I think. Well, how many does Edmonton have left? One. One. Mm-hmm. I, when I moved here, there were four. Four. Five. There's like Prism. No, before that. That's how old I am. You were here before prison. Yeah? Okay. Um, anyway, you sent me this excellent article, which I don't think you read, by... I didn't. Daniel Villareal, mm-hmm. and the article is from Hornet.com. Okay, I want to read the title, but there's a swear in the title. So, what the F is killing our gay bars, and is it our own fault? And it's American, mm-hmm. but I think that uh, it speaks to... I think it speaks to, When I tell you the factors that he lists here, I think. Tell me if this doesn't sound like Edmonton, too. Okay. So, I blamed earlier yeah. gating, dating apps for destroying people's gator. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that I think, I think people's first reaction is that. Grinder and etc. has destroyed the gay bars, but he does not blame uh, Grinder for that at all. No, hmm. I mean it's, it's it's maybe a symptom of something bigger, but he speaks with uh, Richard Curtin, a former Dallas gay bar owner, and Kareem Kubchandani, a professor currently working about a on a book about gay nightlife spaces in Bangalore and Chicago. Hmm. And so, th- what do you think the number one reason behind the closure of all the gay bars is?
0: Well, like, if it's it, not, because it, it, my without, instinct would without, have with your So, apps. I... I would think now it's that they're priced out of the neighborhood and they can't afford to be there.
1: Well, aren't you smart? <laughs> yeah. Uh, gentrification. Gentrification has yeah. raised the price of uh, running the bars. I mean, also the cost of having staff, the cost of performers. Like it used to be you could get drag queens for free, but now you pay for professional performers mm-hmm. and like you're getting A-list celebrities in. They're not cheap. I mean the cost of alcohol has gone up Taxes, thanks to gentrification So that's the number one cause. You have to read the whole article to get to that (laughs) Uh, It's actually quite long and it's very detailed Uh, It's a great article Again, Hornet.com What the F is killing our gay bars But there's other factors too So um, He says that I mean he He's generalizing here He's talking about the gay community But he's
0: well, I mean it's, the, it's a bit yeah.
1: broader but yeah, yeah. but he, I mean most bars that he's talking about are gay, gay men bars so the gay community has less need to meet mm-hmm. he says uh, so they leave the traditional gay neighborhoods move out into the suburbs uh, they mix with straight people and they find they form social bonds with other people who are yeah with States. straight people yeah. so there's less need to go to a gay bar yeah and that non-gay bars are now safe to go to I just go to straight bars. I, I A really, lot of them. It does don't feel know if they're different. I would even called straight bars. I it don't. Feels fe- different. I don't feel uncomfortable. Well, sure, but I don't feel uncomfortable. I, but I like used the to. the security that you would have, like being affectionate
0: with somebody in a gay bar, versus would you ever act that way in a straight bar with? I wouldn't. Someone. That, I wouldn't okay, mind, if you weren't I mean, gonna act The kind act of bars way, I go to. I'm not yeah. going to
1: like, you know, those those <laughs> clubs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that one on Jasper? <laughs> the clubs that I go to. Yeah, uh, Knoxville or. Whatever? Yeah, well, any of those. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't go to ones where 19-year-olds with cowboy hats. Go to,
0: but I mean, there was like a comfort and freedom in being able to go to a gay bar and just like act like yourself and not be looking over your shoulder, even though well, you're safe in a
1: straight bar. But go so, on. What but are some, so, some people yeah. foolishly feel safe in gay bars. Then. But uh, he's, another, another big factor is marriage. So mm. the rising number of queer people getting married, uh, less need to go to a gay bar, and then the number of people having kids can't afford or can't go to the gay bar because you, um, you don't have time. And bars are still associated with, you know, uh, largely hooking up. Mm-hmm. So less need for that. But also, uh, tradi- the traditional focus that the bars were focused on cisgender, white men, re- excluded a lot of people, still does. Uh, Although the gentrification has led those men to leave the neighborhood, uh, racialized minorities still living in the uh, gay neighborhoods, maybe they turn to the bars but still don't feel welcome because they're still focused on uh, more affluent communities. Or the bars might just be overpriced and inaccessible for those people. Well, and that's the other thing is that, well, the cost of drinking, but also the decline in alcoholism in the queer community which we mm-hmm. historically was very high yep. and is now leveling up because uh, le- uh, queer people are finding are being driven to drink less but also the rise of doing drugs at home oh yeah which is means you don't need to go to the gay bar to get uh, intoxicated because mm-hmm. you can do party drugs at home right Holy, this is a good article. And last one I'll just throw out there, less need for collective activism. People are, and this is not just gay people, all people are meeting socially less for collective action. And the gay bar, which was where, the place where you did that, now you don't need to go there.
0: Or, I mean, I think a lot of people still do engage in those things. But like, as you said, I think the gay bar like arose out of this historical moment where the reason that the community, um... Con- like congregated there was because, you know, you were allowed to be somewhere. If somebody had a liquor yeah. license, then they could have the space, and you could call it whatever you wanted. As opposed to you trying to get a community space, that wasn't mm-hmm. a for-profit business, yeah. right? Um, yeah, also, all
1: those factors yeah. coming together. He also very notes accessibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, gay bars tend to be very old buildings and are not accessible. Uh, certainly, the Roost. I mean, how many stairs does that place have?
0: Yeah, and the the gay bar that exists in this city is down a flight of stairs. Is there an elevator? No. So, yeah. so there you go. Accessibility. Mm-hmm. No, and Edmonton has had a huge problem with accessibility in its bars. I mean, like, Buddy's was upstairs. What was the one that was downstairs? Woody's, Woody's. was downstairs. Uh, I don't know. If, I think Prism might have been accessible, is, but I'm not sure.
1: Uh, both ba- Down Under was on downstairs, and Steamworks is upstairs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they tried to build, they tried to have a gay bar on Jasper for like a couple months and it was called Upstairs because it was up like three flights of stairs and you can oh, still I see the that. sign on Jasper. Yep. So it must, might as well have been
1: called Inaccessible. <laughs> there you go. So a yeah. lot of factors closing the gay bars is not just the
0: apps. That is really interesting. And I think like, um, also, I mean, I th- I've heard people in the community say, uh, that one of the factors too is that there's a lot of like DUI events and pop up events so it's not necessarily a DUI event. Well, like they're doing it yourself like it's not a DIY t- do it Sure. Okay. DUI is driving under the influence. Oh, you're totally I'm, like, right. I'm like, I just said
1: alcoholism is on the decrease.
0: Yeah, I was like, sorry, they're not DUI events. Yes, um, but that they're popping up, so they're not necessarily like attached to a specific space, but they create space within yes. existing. Yes. I think that's a, that's happening in Edmonton, certainly. It is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know someone who's trying to design a accessible dark area for an event. All right. Because mm-hmm. they <laughs> tend not to be, I guess. Okay. Like, the, like if it was a... Like a dark room. Okay. At a, otherwise, at a gay event.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, one event I did want to make sure to mention is that there is going to be um, a gender-free haircut club happening uh, April 30th from 4.30 to 7 p.m. at the Pride Center of Edmonton. Um, So this is being put on by Adair Hair and Body Studio, and it's the first ever gender-free haircut club in Edmonton. Um, It will be held, as I said, on April 30th. The event is a free haircutting event for anyone that identifies within the LGBTQ community. If you have been uh, struggling to find safer space to get your haircut uh, that doesn't misgender you, come to their event. You do need to register uh, at dresscodeproject2016 at gmail.com. That's dresscodeproject2016 at gmail.com we've come full circle to confirm show. your attendance yes we're talking about haircuts we again. started off talking about haircuts we ended up talking about haircuts so if you want any kind of haircut uh, to identify any way you want to uh, you can head down to that that's cool yeah it is really cool um, and uh, again that's happening at the Pride Center April 30th uh, from 4.30 to 7 cool as I queue up the old BBC, make sure to have fun in Europe,
1: JD. Yeah, get, have fun the next four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just talking to myself. Just, just talk to yourself in a different voice and pretend you have
0: banter in here. Yeah, I'll pretend to have your insights. Yeah. Um, all right. So up next is Prairie Pickin'. Before that's the BBC. We'll be back next week with all your queer news, stories, events, and culture.
1: Bye.